Hello, guys. How are y'all doing? Have you had fun? Yeah? Let's be excited. Yeah, do you have fun? Okay. All right, so today I'm going to talk about salvation. But first, I want to talk about Miss Deanna and all the ladies and what they've done this week and or this couple of days, whatever. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. I want you to turn to 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, and verse 11. First Thessalonians 5.11. Now, Miss Deanna has had her hands full trying to get all this together. You guys know that? There's been... Um, there's been, she's had a hard time getting people to come in and help. And, and you know, we could look at Deanna and go, girl, you should have just give up on that. You shouldn't have done that. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? But what the Bible tells us we have to do or should do as Christians is what First Thessalonians 5.11 says. Is everybody there? Okay. <laughs> I know Ali's there. <laughs> Yes, there's two. You want number one. And Charlie, I see you looking. If you see some of these younger ones that need help, please feel free to help. Any of y'all. First Thessalonians 5.11. Very good. You have it marked. Okay, it says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as you do. Now, I want to give that to Miss Deanna. And all the ladies and, and the gentlemen, I'm sure there's been some gentlemen that's helped, um, because we need to encourage her to keep doing things. Because you know what the Bible tells us? And I'm going to have y'all turn a lot, so I hope you don't mind that. I'm big on, on Bible, the Bible verses and stuff. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit there. 1 Corinthians. Well, I'm having trouble finding that myself. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Are you already there? Okay, good. Well, I do too, but I still have trouble finding it. Do y'all have trouble? And even the song we learned about the books of the Bible. Yeah, you can sing that in your mind, can't you? Okay, so hold on. Miss Eileen, since you're there, we're going to let you read verse three, uh, chapter 3, verse 6, and verse 7. There's only, uh, no, first. Yeah, is that what I said? Yeah, yeah, Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. We're going to get Miss Eileen to read loud and proud, Miss Eileen. The God that giveth the increase. That's right. So we're praying for Miss Deanna because somebody can plant that seed, and obviously that's what's going on today. She's planting seeds of either salvation or seeds of growth. What I'm teaching on today is salvation. So there's been several people. Salvation simply means the deliverance from the power and effects of sin. That's what salvation is. 
There's several accounts in the Bible. I don't want to say stories because sometimes stories are not true, but these are accounts and they are true. In John chapter 4, I told you, you're going to be turning all day. It's going to keep you awake. John chapter, I say all day, I'm not going to be here that long. <laughs> John chapter 4, and we're going to verse 10. I would like for y'all to volunteer to read, if that's okay with you guys. So we're going to John chapter 4 and verse 10. So this is where Jesus is at the Samaritan whale, or Jacob's whale, and he meets the Samaritan woman, right? So verse number 10. You want to read? Yeah, yeah. So Jesus meets this woman at the well, and for starters, Jesus is a Jew, and Jews are not even supposed to talk to the Samaritans, so she's shocked about that. But he's telling her, if thou knewest the gift of God that stands right here. We're going to move right on to verse number 14. Charlie, would you read verse 14? Uh, John chapter 4, verse 14. Everlasting life. My goodness. So Jesus is talking about being the living water here. How many of you have ever been sick and had to take a medicine? And you take that medicine and it's for, I don't know, sore throat, upset stomach, a headache, whatever the case may be. But in turn, it may hurt another part of your body. I don't know if you're old enough to realize that, but that does happen. But anyway, what we'll learn about Jesus and learn about salvation is Jesus is everything rolled into one. So right now we just found out he is the living water. Isn't that awesome? We have to have water in our physical bodies, right? And the spiritual water too from Jesus. <clears throat> so we're going to go now to Luke. I told you y'all going to be turning. Luke chapter 8. And verse 43. So we found out with a Samaritan woman at the well that Jesus is the living water. Did you want to read, sweetie? Yes. Okay. All right. You can read verse 43. Positions. What do you think we're going to find out about Jesus in this one? So we might have some healing power. Oh, my Skippy, let's keep going. And came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood was stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and thou sayest, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. I love that verse. Yeah, healing power. So Jesus healed the woman that had the issue of blood, right? So we've got living water. We've got living water, which is living the power, healing power. Now we're going to go over to Luke, verse uh, chapter eight. So you just go just a couple pages over, and we're going to go to verse forty-nine. Actually, it's just a little. Right there. 
So Jesus is healing her, and he says, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. And guess what happens while he's standing there? There's always somebody coming to Jesus. You know, I know um, just having a couple of kids, I would be solving one problem, another problem would come. I'd be solving another problem, another problem would come. Can you imagine Jesus? Look at this room right here. Can you imagine how many of us go to Jesus with problems? Do you think he goes, all right, Valley, enough's enough. We've had enough. Don't come back. Not today anyway. Does Jesus do that? No, he doesn't. That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. He gives us living water and he heals our bodies. And, and here we're going to find out in verse, what did I say, 49. Okay, who wants to read 49? Okay. Well, the glasses. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So while he's taking care of this lady that's just gotten healed, there's a there's a soldier over there, and apparently a, 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 he's a big deal in the military. I don't know, but anyway, um, he, there's somebody comes to him and says, "Look, don't don't trouble him no more because your daughter's already gone. She's gone." But when Jesus heard it, he answered and said, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Now, I don't know about you, but when, when somebody, uh, when I'm reading the Bible and the Bible tells me something, I believe it. Do y'all? Yeah. There's no reason not to believe it, right? No reason whatsoever. But when, uh, so, and when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in with him, save Peter, James, John, and the mother and father of the maiden. Never noticed that before, but I just sit here and counted five. I believe five in the Bible means grace. It also means judgment. You know, when, when uh, David picked up five stones to kill Goliath. But um means grace. And all wept and bewailed her, but he said, weep not. She's not dead. She's asleep. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. What did we learn right there? What has God got in that uh, account? She was dead. She's not dead. What's that called? Resurrecting. Resurrecting power. That's right. Now we're going to do one more, and then we're going to come into the, uh, the Roman road thing we got going on here. Uh, conversion of Zacchaeus. Y'all remember Zacchaeus, don't you? Thank you for answering. Conversion of Zacchaeus. We're going to go to Luke chapter 19. Zacchaeus was himself like me, a little bitty fella. And sometimes we have trouble seeing things because we are so short. But that's okay. So we're going to go to verse number 1 in 19. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. If you don't want to read, you can say pass, but I want to start right here because we're going to read 10 verses. Okay, so you want to read? Okay, we'll start with verse 1, and then we'll go through 10. Jericho. Mm -hmm. Okay, next. Okay, sweetheart, you want to read? She passed. You want to read? Verse 2. Uh-huh. That's good. Ooh, he was rich. Okay. Allie, verse 3. So that means there was a lot of people around him. 
And he was trying to get to Jesus. You know, somebody talking, see over about us little short people. We got to move everything. So he's in there and he's going, wait, wait, I want to see. Come here. Let me see. And, and he couldn't because the press was so thick. So guess what he did? We all know this song, don't we? What'd he do? He did what? No. A sycamore tree. He sure did. All right, let's keep going. Who's next? If you don't want to read, you just say pass and the person behind you will pick up. He climbed up into us. Now, this is somebody really wanting to see Jesus, don't you think? Yeah, because he was he was trying to get through the press, couldn't get through the press. So now he's got to do the only thing he can do, and that's climb a tree. All right, go ahead, sweetheart. Verse five. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine being told that Jesus needs to abide at your house? I mean, the excitement. Or could it be embarrassing? I don't know. Depends on what you might have at your house, right? What are you afraid to let Jesus see, huh? Okay, let's keep going. Verse 6. So he wasn't like, oh, okay, Jesus, I had to press through that crowd. And then I had to climb a tree. And yeah, I'm here. He was like, woo, there's Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. All right, let's keep going. The excitement's building. Okay, keep going. Oh, now look. So Zacchaeus, I believe, was a tax collector, right? And it says here, oh, well, well, first, let's go back to that one verse. It says, and when they saw him, they all murmured. We all know people that like to talk, don't we? And what happened was Jesus was going to go to this Zacchaeus' house, or Zacchaeus, however you want to say it, and he was going to sit down and eat with Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus was a known tax collector, and he was not a good person. And all these people are going, psh, 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 psh. You know, you see, do you see what he's doing? Oh my goodness, I can't believe he's doing that. He's going to go eat with a bad person. Thank God he does that though, right? Because we would never be welcomed, right? Let's keep going, the next verse. Oh, salvation. Now, the Bible talks about household salvation. We know about uh, when Peter and Saul were in the jail and, and the jailer come out. He was scared to death and was going to kill himself. And they said, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go to your house. Household salvation. His whole house got saved. God loves that. It's great because when everybody gets saved in your household, you have your dad. That's the head. Your mom's the heart. And all you children are just the happiness to them. Don't that make you happy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's move now to 1 John chapter 4. I'm so proud of y'all. Y'all are doing so wonderful following along with this. Looking it up in your book, it's so good. And don't ever be embarrassed you can't find something. You go to the front of the book if you have to. Front where it's got the... Ooh. Okay, so we're going to 1 John 4 and chapter... I mean, sorry, verse 9. 1 John 4... 
9. Okay, I'm going to read this for you. In this was manifested, which means it came about, the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Where else have we heard about that? Come on, you Bible scholars. Come on, where else have we heard about the only begotten son? What? John 3.16. Can we all quote that together? You know, Bible verses are so important because I believe it tells us in Psalms that we should hide God's word in our heart. And let me tell you something. When you're going through something, you know what's going to happen? Them verses are going to come out and you're going to go, I didn't remember I knew that. Well, that helped. That helped a lot. Or you can help somebody else. That's wonderful. So herein is love. Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be, this is a big word, to be the propitiation for our sins. You know what that big word means? An atoning sacrifice. That's awesome. So he took our place. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in 1 John chapter 4 and verse um, 9 and 10. So he took our place. He became the propitiation of our sins. So, and I got right here, look what I got right here. I'm sticking to this thing up here. Um, John 3.16, what? Somebody done said John 3.16, didn't they? Let's all quote it together. Now, I'm going to give you a little hint, little hint. When I work with, with verses, Allie, how do we do our verses in Sunday school? Where, where, where it's found. Valley, you remember this? Where it's found, quote the verse, where it's found repetition. You do that in school all your life. So the best way to learn God's word is repetition. So we're going to say where it's found. We're going to quote the verse and then we're going to say where it's found again. It's going to tuck in that little brain somewhere and then sometimes you're going to go, whoops, I remember that. So we're going to do it. Are you ready? So we're going to do John 3.16 For God so loved, I want to hear you, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. Very good. That's, that is awesome. Now, when we're talking about God, and, 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 and then um, First Kings, it talks about uh, where Elijah had um, gotten a little bit discouraged, you know. And, and God said, wait a minute, I'm here. I'm here, and the wind blows, and the trees move, and, and he's, he's, he's there. Everybody sees God there, right? And then he has, um, let's go to 1 Kings, for I, so, so I don't mess this up. Let's go to 1 Kings. First Kings, and we're going to chapter 19. If you will just get some verses in your head that you want to learn, learn those verses, it will amaze you how many verses will come. And God will just give you the room in your mind to just remember those verses. And, you know, he tells us to do that and uh, to hide his word in our hearts that we might not sin against God. So we're going to verse, verse 11. First uh, Kings. First Kings. Mm -hmm, chapter 19. And verse 11. 
So this is God telling Elijah. Elijah's on Mount Horeb, and he says, you know, Elijah's a little bit discouraged. He gets, you know, we all get discouraged every once in a while. That's okay. We just don't want to stay there, right? We get discouraged. We get sad. We get God's word. We fill our body up and our spirit up, and then we move right on for the Lord, right? That's what we do. It says here in verse 11, and he said, this is God telling Elijah, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And God talks to you. You know what I love about that? Is when, when the wind blows, who sees it? Pretty much everybody, right? When the wind blows. You can see the trees going like this. You know, and uh, look at them trees as praising God. You know, <laughs> the leaves are blowing praising God. But when it comes to a still, small voice, who can hear that still, small voice? If he's talking to you, who can hear it? You. You're the only one that can hear that still, small voice. Salvation is our own decision. It is between us and God. I love that because a still small voice is only between you and God. And that is that goes right along with everything else in the Bible, doesn't it? Okay, so now we're going to talk about the Roman road. Salvation has what they call the Romans road. I'm a, I want somebody to turn to Romans 3.23. I want somebody to turn to Romans 5.8. I want somebody to turn to Romans 6.23. Somebody to turn to Romans 10, verse 9 through 10. Somebody turn to Romans 10, 13. And Romans 5, 19 through 20. Everybody found your verses? Which, <laughs> which one are you looking for? Okay, who's got Romans 3.23? Just raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to read. Nobody got Romans 3.23? <laughs> you want to do that? Okay, that's good. That's perfect. All right, what does Romans 3.23 say? What? It didn't say for only children's sin? Is that what it said? Okay, so what is that again? Tell me one more time. What's that three little word in there? Oh, very good. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us needs salvation. Every one of us. We cannot get to heaven no other way. The Bible tells us that. It's only through Jesus Christ. We all need salvation. It's very important. We can, when we come to Jesus, we'll get that living water. We'll get that healing power. I'm not, we won't get it. We'll get healed. We'll heal. We'll get um, the resurrect. We'll be able to resurrect at the end of, the, uh, of time. And then um, we have um, um, that start. Sorry, that's still small voice in us. Okay, who's got Romans 5 8? Woo! Okay, so we know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Romans 5.8 says, But 
That's another three-letter word. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that good? Y'all got to get some excitement going on here. Come on. Yes. Romans 6.23. Who's got that one? Ask my girl. Go ahead. For the wages. Now, wages we know is just pay. So, for the wages of sin is death. What was that three-letter word again? What? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Look, he's making a way. Isn't that great? Let's move to Romans 6. Wait a minute. Did I just do that one? Romans 10, 9 through 10. Who's got it? That's my girl. Go right ahead. Yeah, you did really good on that. Let's let's go back over that. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. So all we got to do is say, you know, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I want you to come into my heart and life and live. Salvation is not, you got you do not have to have a college degree to understand salvation. It's simple. Um, and for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Ask God to save you. Ask him to come into your heart. That's how you do it. Right? Let's go to Romans 10, 13. Who's got that one? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Uh, what? For whosoever. Come on. Who's a, who's whosoever? Who is a whosoever in this room right here? Who is? There you go. There you go. Every one of us. Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that awesome? Um, now let's go to Romans 5, verse 19. Okay, so who was the first man God created? Adam. And Adam done what? He done something wrong, didn't he? Yeah. Right, right. Very good, very good. Okay. All right, so we're going to go into Romans 5, 19 through 20. Does anybody have that? Good job, sweetie. Go ahead. What? So for by for as by one man's disobedience, that's Adam, many were made sinners, because we, we followed in their footsteps, right? So by the obedience of one, who's that obedience of one? Who is that? Who? No, who's the obedience of one? Jesus, that's right. Many shall be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered the offense, entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, what did much more abound? What's that verse? The first word. 
at the end, right there after abounded. What? Say it loud. Grace. Isn't that awesome? Grace is amazing. Grace did much more abound. Okay, so we've learned that we can, we, we can uh, get that living water with Jesus. We get the healing power of Jesus. We get, he resurrects us when the time comes. Um, he is the propitiation of our sins, which is an atoning sacrifice. He's that still, small voice because salvation is just between you and God. Just between you and God. It's important for us to get that salvation. Now, we're going to move, we're going to go to the Old Testament real quick. We're going to go to Isaiah. And we're going to go to chapter 59. And we're going to read verse 1. Because, you know, you're going to come across somebody when you're, when you're testing, um, Talking to people, witnessing to people, giving your testimony, whatever. You're going to come across somebody and they're going to go, you know, one, verse one. They're going to look at you and they're going to go, but you know what, Valley? I did so much wrong. I'm such a bad person. I, I don't, I don't, deserve, I don't deserve, um, salvation. And you know what? I'm so far gone that God can't reach me. There's a verse in the Bible for everything that you come up to. Everything. Let's read verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. I don't care how far away you think you are from God. He is only a call away. That also goes back to Isaiah, uh, I think it's 65, 24. Uh, he's, it's like he's, call, he's waiting on us to call on him. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. You know, you call somebody on the telephone, you got to wait, don't you? you got to wait for that person to answer. Or, or you get a voicemail and you're sitting there like, okay, okay, drop the voicemail. But when you call God, he comes immediately. Immediately. Right? Whew. Okay, so now we're going to go to Ephesians. Let me ask you something. Can I do something? Well, what if I tell you I, I've done so much bad? I, I don't. I, I'm the only one that's done it. I'm, I've done so much bad, and I don't think God, God can save me. I just don't. I don't think it'll work. But I might be able to do some some good. I might be able to do some good, and, and I'll come and do this, and I'll do that, and I'll take care of this. Um, what does it tell us in Ephesians chapter two and verse? Eight. Is there anything I can do to be saved? Anything I can do to save myself? Huh? No? That's right. I can't. Alright, so let's go to verse 8. Who wants to read it? Go right ahead. You're going to read verse 8 and 9 actually. Oh, that's right. For by grace are you saved. Nothing I can do for myself. Nothing. For by grace. God extends that grace. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Don't ever forget that. It is a precious, precious gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. 
I don't want to come to you and say, hey, look what I did. Look what I did. I did it. I did it. It was all me. It was all me. I did it. Me, 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 me. Uh, it says right here, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, so I'm going to give. So when I was about 10 years old, and you know, people can say, oh, a child can't get saved. You can't say whether or not that child can get saved. That's God's doing. God does that. I know people that have gotten saved very young in life. And then I know people that have gotten saved very old in life. And that's okay too. doesn't matter. As long as you get saved, you got to get saved. Salvation, salvation, salvation. When I was about 10 years old, we had a swing set, but we were so poor we didn't have the swings. We just had the actual set. You know, the bars. You had to have the bars here. And I'm not a drawer, but and the bars here and a bar across here. And normally you have your swings right here, right? Well, we didn't have no swings. So I'm up there on the bar, hanging upside down. And if you ain't never done it, you ought to try it sometime because it's actually quite fun. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. But then I'm holding myself up. Now, this is when I was a whole lot smaller in stature. <laughs> I mean, uh, size. And um, I'm holding myself up like this, and I'm looking up at the sky, and my feet started walking, and I kind of got a little bit scared because it was just, I don't know, it was just different. And I thought, wonder what happens when you die. Now, here I am, 10 years old, and I'm up on the swing. So you think God can't talk to people? He sure can. He can talk to anybody. I got to, you know, in their heart, he can talk to them. So I'm thinking, well, what do you do when you die? Well, we didn't go to church on a regular basis. But now I want to tell you this. Back when I was very, very young, my parent, my parents were divorced very young, very before I was born, I think. But anyway, um, I used to stay with this family in Wadesboro, North Carolina, and they would take me to church. Now I was about, I was probably three, and I remember it. I remember it just plain as it was yesterday, because I would go in that church, and it was an older church, you know, and it was kind of cool, and I'd cuddle up next to the lady that I was staying with, and I'd go to sleep listening to the preacher and, and you know, you think, oh my goodness, that's just silly. You didn't, you didn't remember that. Yeah, it is. And the Bible tells us that God's word will not return void. So you know what I did? I have six grandchildren. You know what I did with all six of those grandchildren when they were born? I held them in my hands and I read the Roman road to them, quoted the Roman road to them. And you got people that look at you and go, you are absolutely insane. That baby cannot understand nothing you're saying. But God's word says that his word will not return void. Will not return void. He gives us so many promises. In, in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So our first commandment there would be train up a child in the way that he should go. So train that child up. Get them in church. Get them reading their Bible. Don't just leave them. When somebody gets saved, if your friend gets saved, don't leave her. Help her or him. Help them. Help them with those verses. Challenge each other with Bible verses. Grow as a Christian. So they were looking at me going, hey, what, what are you doing? But you know what? The second part of that verse says, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Isn't that awesome? That's a promise. So we have a command and a promise. The command Train up your child in the way that he should go. The promise, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Salvation. Salvation is very important. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. If God is laying on your heart to talk to somebody, go talk to that person. Because I will tell you this. God does not start one end 
that he doesn't have something prepared on the other. He's got that person waiting for you to come. Are you willing to go? Or are you willing to stand at the, the great white throne judgment and, and have them look at you and go, but, but, but Charlie, I was with you every day and you, you never mentioned Jesus to me. Why? Why did you never mention Jesus to me? And I believe we're going to see that. Um, and, and God forbid, that's going to be so many tears for people that have seen people throughout their life and never mentioned the word to them. Salvation. Salvation. Very simple. And you know, sometimes I've seen signs that say, sometimes you're the only Bible somebody reads. So if I walk around my whole life like this, I'm sorry. I'm very happy. Did I look happy? No, I didn't look happy. But now I do. And somebody's going to come up and go, Gina, what in the world? You look like a dummy smiling like that all the time. But you know what? God loves me so much and I want him to love you. He does love you. But I want you to love him so much. And if I can, can just to plant that little seed, just that little seed. Because it says, we said, we read first a minute ago, that, that somebody plants, somebody waters. That goes right along with these roots right here. You, you grow, you grow, you grow, you grow. You don't know that somebody's not going through something and you'll remember that Bible verse God gave you and, and it'll say, oh my goodness, that encourages me so much. Now I'm ready to go for the Lord. Let's go. We're ready, right? Salvation. Very important. Very, very, very important. Um, how many of you know, just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. How many of y'all know that? Yeah, everybody ought to raise their hand. Everybody knows that song. This is what I do. I love songs. I love singing. You see these Bible verses here? When I get a song, I try to put a Bible verse with that song. Because when I sing that song, I want that Bible verse to come to my mind. What's that first Bible verse? What's that first one up there? 1013. What does 1013 say? That's that shall call upon. The Lord shall be saved. That's right. Just a little talk with Jesus. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isaiah 65, 24. I just read it to you. And before they call, I will answer. I want to just a little talk with Jesus, but he's waiting on me. I'm not meeting him for the first time. He is sitting there waiting. Hmm. Let's see if she's going to come. Is she going to come? Yeah. Just a little talk with Jesus. John 16.33, I love that verse. Valley, will you grab that real quick? John 16.33. <clears throat> Romans 8.8. 8. Will you grab 8.8? 8, 8? Romans 8.8? 8, 8? Or you can, whichever. Romans 8.8, 8, one of y'all. Oh, you don't have your Bible. Okay. If she finds it, she can read it. Okay, who's got um, John? You got John 16.33? Let's read it loud and proud. He said, be of good cheer. Oh, my goodness. I'm being of good cheer right now, ain't I? Am I being of good cheer right now? I don't think so. I don't look happy, do I? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do you get excited when you get ready to go on vacation? When you get ready to go to the beach or to uh, or the coast, I guess that's what uh, Christian people call it. Um, 
but or anything. You know, you're getting ready to go on vacation. You want to pack them clothes and get ready. And, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to be gone for a week from the town of Wilkesboro. And I am so excited. Look at going to heaven the exact same way, except the vacation never ends. It never ends. We're going to go up there and be with Jesus, and we're going to be so happy and praising Him and glorifying Him and singing songs to Him. That's what heaven is, right? All right. I have no idea, Miss Molly, if I'm supposed to go on through with my next lesson. Yeah, please. Yep. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. Romans three twenty Romans five eight six twenty three ten nine through ten. Mm-hmm. Ten thirteen. And then I I read the Romans five nineteen through twenty, but ten thirteen I think is well it's ten thirteen and yeah. Oh, you're welcome. And uh yeah, it the Roman road is is um when you when somebody comes up to you, you ain't always gonna have somebody go, Hey, I, I don't know this, can you help? That's why it's important for us, like it says in, in Psalms, for us to hide God's word in our heart. Be ready to give that witness to somebody. Be ready to go. The next one I'm going to teach on is assurance. And I don't know um, how many of you, oh, she's going to find out if I'm supposed to go on, but I'll just wait. How many of you have a question? Do you have a question? Do you have a situation that you've been in you don't know how to get out of? What? Nothing? It is Romans ten thirteen. You know what my life verses are? Proverbs three five through six. Who knows that? That's right. A lot of people know that. You know, I was in a situation one time where um, I was at a church and we were going through something pretty rough with the church, and and I had taken the young people on visitation, and one of the little girls behind me. And earlier that week, I had I had been reading my Bible at lunch, and I come across Proverbs three five through six. And I was like, oh, that's good. Those are good verses. And I just kept going and reading. And God kept going, go back to that verse. And I was going back. Well, by the end of lunch, I had memorized those two verses. And keep going. Okay. And by the end of that lunch, I had memorized those two verses. And we were out on visitation that Saturday. And this, I mean, our, the church, it was a bad situation. And this little girl said, Miss Gina, I'm just so worried and I said well honey you know what are you worried about she's probably eight or nine I'm not sure about the age and she said I just don't know who to trust what's the first four words in Proverbs 3 5 trust in the Lord so what I did I said well honey grab my Bible right there because God just taught me two verses this week that I think will help you and I said read the first four words to me and she did I said that's who you trust you trust God God will never lead you astray Ever, ever, ever leave you astray. So the next thing we're going to talk about is assurance. Now, five and six, five through six. So assurance is being certain. I am certain and confidence of mind. Ooh, you, 
Yeah. So um, it's security. It's assurance is, you know, um, knowing for sure that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be what it says. Assurance. So I want to go first. Now, this is going to be a, a book that I will have trouble finding myself. But it is Titus. It's Titus Philemon Hebrews. So go to Titus. It's a little bitty book. And we're going to go to verse 1. Yeah, I told you. It's, it's, um, it's in the New Testament, and it's right, right, right after 2 Timothy. There you go. Yeah. Titus. T-I-T-U-S. You there? Oh, one. Oh, does she need help? She got it? Okay. Okay. Titus 1, 2. We're going to find something that well, I bet you didn't know. I bet you did not know this. You want me to read it to you? It says, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. What did that just say? Who cannot lie? God cannot lie. So are you telling me that all these verses we just went through the Roman road and God's not lying? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty amazing. So when we get saved, the blood of Jesus comes on our heart, right? Yeah. And then Jesus is like, you know, I'm right here. He, he comes up and he just hugs us so tightly. And then God says, well, well now wait a minute. I'm going to come over and I'm going to hug on you too. So the devil's trying to get to you. Who has he got to get through to get to you? And? And? The blood? Mm -hmm. And if he comes through that, what happens? He would be a saved devil, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. God does not lie. So all these things that we're talking about. Um, and, and again, the assurance would be just going right through all this other stuff. Uh, your Roman road. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God's not lying about that. He knows that we have. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But the gift of God. That's awesome, isn't it? That little three-letter words mean so much. All and but. They all say the same. Romans 10.13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is God telling us. Can God lie? Nope. He said, for whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's awesome, isn't it? Can't lie. He cannot lie. John 10. Let's move to John chapter 10. John. Just John. The Gospel of John. Chapter 10 and verse 9 through 11. I'm just going to read these real quick. It says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. What? Did he just say, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come. This is Jesus Christ talking. 
that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. We can live so abundantly in Christ if we would just allow him to live through us, right? I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He's done told us three or four times he give his life for, the, for us, right? <clears throat> okay, now we're going to go over to... Um, okay, wait a minute. We're in the same chapter. Just go to verse 27. Ali, you want to read verse 27? Very good. Go ahead and read verse 28. Ooh. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So a minute ago when we were talking about getting saved, when you get saved, the blood of Jesus comes over your sins, covers your sins, right? And Jesus is there, and, and God is there, and, and it says, it says here, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Assurance. When you ask Jesus Christ to save you, be assured. He's going to do, and He's not going to save you and just go, Okay, Charlie, you're good. I'm going to let you go now, and I'm going to go over here and deal with them. He doesn't do that. He stays right with us. Thank God for that. Because He leads us in so many ways and so many things. Let's go to, um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 13. We know that Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter, but Hebrews chapter 13, I'm going to lose my place here, verse 5. Okay, you can read. Well, wait a minute. Let's wait for. She's looking for it too. Chapter uh, 13. Now, a minute ago, I said Charlie got saved and, and God's just going to leave her alone, but it, the Bible doesn't tell us that, does it? In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. Okay, go right ahead, Ali. What? He says, he, he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Well, Charlie, you're, you're in luck. He's not leaving you. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. God is there for us. Amazing. And, and as we're talking, you know, these roots right here, the, the deeper, the deeper you get and the more you grow spiritually, the deeper those roots will grow and they'll grow and they'll grow. And then when that old devil comes and tries to cut that tree, he may cut the tree and may harm the tree, but the roots are still there, aren't they? Yeah. That is awesome. Okay. Um, now let's go to, oh, so I'm saved, but how do I know? That I'm saying. Let's go to First John and go to chapter five, and we're going to look at verse four and verse five. I love, love these two verses. This is a lot of what I refer to when people talk about not being sure they're saved. 
So it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Ah, oh, I believe it talks about that. We'll get to that in a minute. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith, very important to a Christian. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Are you there? Did I get ahead? I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. And I, I can give you those verses again if you need me to. Okay, we're going to go right on over here. Still in the same book, the same chapter. We're going to go over here to 12, verse 12. He that hath the Son. Now, if we've asked Jesus Christ to save our, to save our, our, um, to come into our heart and life and to live and to save us. He that hath the Son hath life. Uh, go, same place. Just move right on up to verse 12 and verse 13. So 1 John 5, 12 and 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know, that ye may know, that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. What does that say? That ye may know that you have eternal life. You know. You know, don't you? You do. All right, we're going to, I'm telling you, I'm, if I go too fast, y'all just holler at me. I'll, I'll repeat the verse. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Now this, I like. Ephesians chapter 6. We've got saved and we're new Christians. So when you're new Christians, these roots are kind of like right here on the top, aren't they? When you're new Christians. You gotta read your Bible. There goes a root. You gotta go to church. There goes a root. You gotta memorize verses. That's important. There goes a root. You gotta witness to other people. There goes a root. I've got a prayer life. You know, that's one of the greatest gifts that Christians misuse is a prayer life. Pray, pray, pray. He's always listening. So I'm establishing my prayer life. There goes another root. There's your roots right there. That's your roots and how to grow to be a Christian. Study God's word. We're going to get to that verse here in a minute too. But in verse in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, this is a very important section in the Bible. Very important. For Christians especially. Who knows why this is important? Just off the top of your head, what do you think it is? The armor. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier and I'm getting ready to go to war. You think I'm going to walk out there just like this? I want some protection. I got to have stuff to cover myself. I need a breastplate. I need a helmet. So let's learn about that. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, not just one or two pieces, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Oh, what is that? Okay, so we're going to put on the girdle of truth. Okay, so let me just read this part right here. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You're looking at you're listening to me going, Wow, that's a lot of stuff. I'm a little bit scared. I'm scared. But we don't need to be scared, do we? But we already read Revelation. We know who wins. Who wins? Who? Ah, that's right. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Sometimes we only do nothing but just stand in the way. Just stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. His word and his ways lead us into all truth. We must be ready to give and stand upon God's truth. Always take that opportunity to stand for God. Always. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's my feet. I'm going to walk places, ain't I? Okay, so we're going to shoes of the gospel of peace. We are prepared in mind to give an account of the hope that lieth within us and ready to travel the difficult and rough road ahead. Now, I'm going to tell you, just because you get saved don't mean you're going to have a bed of roses for a life because you will not. The devil's going to fight you so that we should leave a trail of peace and the gospel wherever we go. So when we go to somebody's house, leave the gospel. And you're, okay, I'm just going. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You know, move that shield around. You ain't got me. You missed me. Hey. Okay. So the shield, the shield of faith. We must keep it held high and always before us, making us able to quench all the fiery darts of Satan's attack. Then we got, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the helmet of salvation, Jesus' salvation. Let our mind and attitude and thoughts always be concentrated on Him. Thou will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Thou will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Don't forget those verses. The sword of the Spirit, this is the precious Word of God. We must use it daily for the discernment of truth. And you're going to need it. As the time goes on, you're going to need this stuff. The sword is quick and powerful and alive. God's word is alive. Isn't that awesome? Woohoo! That's awesome. Okay. Sorry. So now, we're going to go to Romans. Wow, we're staying a whole lot in Romans, ain't we? That might be why they call it the Roman road. You think? Let's go to Romans here. And we're going to go to chapter 8. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be times in your Christian life that you're going to be, you, you may even wonder whether or not you're saved. When you get that, that, if you wonder about that, take that old devil back to that place where you got saved. And say, you know what? I remember a time when I was at Bethel Baptist Church. We was at a girls' retreat, and God saved me. And the devil can't take that away from you. You know, he tries to aggravate you because he can't have you once you get saved. So just be prepared for that. That's why it's important to put on what? The whole of God. That's right, the whole armor of God. So we're in Romans 8, 28. Now, I love to be an encourager. I love to try to encourage people. And sometimes the encourager needs encouraging. So where do I get my encouragement from? God's Word. In Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. 
So we know that all things work together. Isn't that great? Just like I said, God's telling you to do something over here. He's preparing it over here. So you better be ready to do it or he'll get somebody else to do it. He don't have to use us. We're thankful he does, but he doesn't have to. He can get somebody else over here to come over here and talk to this person. Right? But we want him to use us. We want to share the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. Now we're just going to slide right down a little bit to verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Woo! That is awesome! You know, you, when you're with your parents, you think, you know, everybody's daddy. Everybody's daddy's just the greatest, you know. And my daddy's my hero. My daddy's my hero. You feel safe with daddy, right? You feel safe with God, too. Because in order to, to, to be what we need to be, we have to come to him as children. And know that he's going to take care of us. Know that he's going to protect us. We're just going to scoot down a couple more verses right here. Verse 37. It says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Don't just read it like, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let's put some excitement into that verse. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Isn't that awesome? No matter what you face in life, honey, he's going to be there for you. I promise. I promise you. He will be there for you. Okay. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Always be in your Bible. Always, always, always. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be times when Okay, so for instance, last year I lost a sister in September. It was my oldest sister. I lost my next oldest sister in December. I now have another brother. I have a brother uh, uh, that has, is battling cancer as well. Now, them two died of cancer. I have another brother that's battling cancer. But, you know, even, and I get, I'm discouraged. I, I, I get, oh my goodness, I get very down. Don't know why things happen. And, you know, it's okay to say, God, but why? Because God will take you and he'll bring you those verses. This is why I stress, please learn Bible verses. Please. Because when you're in that distressed time in your life, God's going to say, you know what? If God be for us, who can be against us? Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Salvation and assurance. Get that salvation. Get that salvation. Know. Know that God has saved you. And that he'll be there with you through everything. And I mean everything. He's there with us all the time. Isn't that exciting? I know you guys have had a long couple of days. Just think. Just think about what God has done for you. Think about the times you've not really studied for a test. And you've had to take it. And you might have even done good on it. Because you might have prayed a little bit before you took that test. They might tell you you can't pray in school. But by our grannies you sure can. Bow your head and say your prayer. And be done. That's all you got to do. Right? Romans 2, I mean, uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Study, study, study. You study for school, take five minutes to study one verse in God's word. Because when you start, when you, when you learn that one verse, I don't know about y'all, but I like to eat. You can tell by looking at me. I like to eat. So if I'm going to grab these bag of chips, I'm getting them right back to you. 
I'm going to grab these bag of chips and I'm going to eat one. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Not really because I really think I want another one. But do I get another one? Do I want it? My body, my physical body wants another chip. <laughs> because I want it, I want it, right? When I learn John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, that makes my spiritual body go, Whoo, that was good. Let's do another one. What about Romans 8.28? Huh? What about Romans 8.37 or 8.31? You know, God, your spiritual body craves it. Your spiritual body wants to be fed. And the more you get fed, the more strength and power you have through Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? If Christians would just learn that. You know, I'm in, I'm in a service and I'm praising God and I'm worshiping God. And, and God says, okay, raise that hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand because you're proud to be a Christian. And I'm like, okay. Here it is. He says, no, raise that hand. Proud. I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm Praise God. You do it at ball games, don't you? When your team is winning, do you go, yeah, okay. I think they're going to You'd be like, get that ball, get that ball, run down the field, run down the field. You're going to be going, you know, you're into it, right? That's the same way to be for God. Hey, you learned that verse, learn another one. That's awesome. That's awesome. Be encouraging. Be encouraging. But know that God is there. Salvation and assurance. Oh, so I got to show you this. So this is a song. I tell you, I, I like to do songs with all my, my lessons. And when you sing this song, this song is going to come. These verses will come to your mind. So he knows my name. God knows your name. Isn't that awesome? Hey, we learned that. Um, let's see. Who went to the who went to the tomb after uh, what woman went to the tomb after Jesus had risen up from the grave? Yes, Mary Magdalene. Very good. Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and she saw Jesus, but she didn't recognize Jesus. And they're walking, and she's like, "I just don't know what they did." I don't know what they did with my Lord and Savior. And, and I and he said, no. He said her name. Isn't that awesome? Remember when Lazarus died and Jesus went to see Mary and Martha? And he goes to the tomb and he says, Lazarus. Or Lazarus. Come forth. Come forth. He called his name. What? I mean, Jesus knows our name. And in the Bible, you'll see all these names. And, and if you're like me, you can't pronounce half of them. But you try your best. And, you know, your name's important to God. And he's called your name to salvation. And he wants you to know that when you get saved, you have assurance. He knows your name. Look at these verses on here. Isn't that awesome? When you start singing this song, that verse is going to come to your mind. And you're going to go, you, you try it. Just try it one time. And when something happens and a verse pops in your mind, you're going to go, wow, wow, that was awesome. That was good. That was good. Let's try it again. Let's do it again. And you'll memorize another verse, and God will bring it out. I'm telling you, I have memorized verses and gone to church the next night or the next morning, and that preacher preached on that verse. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> God wanted me to learn that because he has something good in store for me. Yeah, assurance and salvation. Get salvation, have that assurance. Know that if God saved you, if he took the time to save you, he's not going to leave you. He's going to keep you until the day. We are sealed until the day of redemption, right? Just like a can of green beans, hopefully. <laughs> if it can, good. And it does not let well, I think it does that little pop, you know? You ever heard of something sealed? Yeah, that's what happens when God saves us.
We become sealed until the day of redemption. The devil can't touch you. He can bother you for sure. But he can't he can't can't have you no more. You're God's, right? Assurance. Yes, ma'am. What you got? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He'll do that. And and you just have to stand up and say, Oh, no way, sir, no way. Jose, that's what you say. Because God has got me. God is my savior. I hope you guys have, have at least learned a little bit of something. Just remember that somebody may not get saved today, but if you plant that seed, somebody else is going to come along and water it, take care of it, tend it a little bit, put a little bit of dirt around it, make it a little stronger, and it's going to become a root. And then when it's going to spring up, have you ever watched stuff in your garden grow? Isn't it amazing? You have this ground, and all of a sudden you see this little thing popping up. And you go, oh, my goodness, it's a watermelon, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. That's the way we are. God does that. He, he, he grows us in, in his garden of life. Isn't that awesome? All right, guys, I am done.